In this episode, we'll be covering the first two chapters of the ACT Workbook for Shame and Depression by Matthew McKay, Michael Jackson Greenberg, and Patrick Fanning. The purpose of the book is to overcome thoughts of defectiveness and increase well-being using acceptance and commitment therapy. The book is based on two techniques. Mindfulness, which is the ability to non-judgmentally notice your experience, and diffusion, which is the ability to separate yourself from your thoughts and recognize your thoughts for what they are. Mindfulness I'm familiar with, but diffusion is the more challenging one. The metaphor that the book uses that I like is that the defectiveness schema is like the worst door-to-door salesperson. They're selling you the most horrible negative thoughts and they're really, really good at it. They've had a lifetime of practice and know exactly what to say for you to buy into the negative. At first, I was hesitant about reading the book since I'm not sure if I have the defectiveness schema or depression. Some of the maladaptive coping strategies do seem familiar and there does seem to be a low level of greatness to my life. So let's find out. In chapter two, you do five assessments. The first is the defectiveness schema questionnaire, which I got seven out of 10. The higher the number, the more you agree with the statement, I'm defective, inferior, and unlovable. So it looks like I'm above average. The next assessment is the valued living questionnaire Part 1 and 2. Part 1 is where you rate the importance of different life areas on a scale of 1 to 10. For me, I was kind of surprised that family, recreation, and fun were so high, 8 out of 10. And spirituality and community life weren't higher, 2 out of 10. Maybe it's because I'm looking at it as a zero-sum game and I can't have it all. I might have to revisit this one. The Valued Living Questionnaire Part 2 is where you give a rating of how consistent your actions have been with each of your values. My result was 82 out of 100, which surprised me again. The higher the number, the more likely you are to experience happiness in your life. The third assessment is the Acceptance and Action Questionnaire 2, which measures your level of psychological flexibility. That's the degree to which you resist getting caught in the torrent of emotions, impulses, and thoughts that might come up in a given situation. The idea is to step back in hard situations and use your core values to dictate your behavior. And the bad news is I scored a 36. An average score is 18.51. A score greater than 24 means a life experience that is most likely quite distressful and overwhelming with a notably high trench wall. The trench wall represents my psychological inflexibility. The fourth assessment is the automatic thoughts questionnaire, which measures how frequently your depressive symptoms have been hounding you with negative thoughts and to what degree you believe them. I scored a 64. Individuals who don't suffer from depression typically score in the upper 30s to 50s. People with depression tend to score in the upper 80s to 100s. And the final assessment is the CES depression scale, which measures your general mood. I scored a 19. 
Scores will range anywhere from 0 to 60, with higher scores indicating a higher level of depression. The average score for the general population is 8. People with depression tend to score 24 or higher. So overall, it seems I'm borderline depressed, which feels about right. I'm not great, but I'm not terrible. I've got a bit of work to do, but I'm not in a terrible hole. What I appreciated about the assessments was being shown the gaps in my values and actions. They're important to me, but I don't engage in them enough. Also, I did my second brain spotting session this week, and we got to revisit an old memory. I'd done some processing around it before with emotionally focused therapy and chair work, so it wasn't super activating, but after a third dive, we got to a place where my adult compassionate self could engage with the younger self. As a kid, my parents punished me by throwing me out of the home barefoot with no time limit. I want to say maybe six or five years old. Let's just say I was a fetus to emphasize the depth of fear and pain I experienced. It kind of explains why the smallest criticism feels terrifying to me. The moment I feel like I did something wrong, it quickly spirals to being completely alone and not having a home. All right, that's enough of playing patient and therapist. I hope this was an act of love. Thank you for listening.